Freedom to be different and still be trusted and respected. Stay close to your loved ones and strengthen those relationships. Choose where you want to live. Be free to think and do as you want. These are the values I live my life by. But a lot of the time, it seems like work and business tries to take these away from us. This series is a search for extraordinary people who have embodied these values in their careers and show us that the path less traveled is often the most rewarding. This is Embrace the Adventure. I'm your host, Nabil, and to inaugurate this series, I can't think of anyone better than my good friend and big brother, Philip Hayton, a world-class software developer specializing in remote work and distributed teams. From founding early-stage startups to contracting for European unicorns, Phil has done it all and seen it all, and along the way has never stopped putting the right values first and telling it like it is. On a personal note, I wouldn't be where I am today without Phil's mentorship when we worked side-by-side -side in Newcastle. So without further ado, let's get into the discussion and see what we can learn from Phil's journey. Work together, like we, because obviously then we both, we, we parted ways for a bit, right? And we went and did our own thing for a few years. And I know, I know you, I know you moved to Scotland and I know some of the details, but then, then at some point, I don't know when it was, I don't know what gig it was, but like it, you became like full remote and it feels like you haven't gone back since then. So yeah. I was just wondering what that was. <laughs> so I, like, I'll tell, I'll tell like, the full tale because like, what actually got me into this idea of like wanting to be remote is like this is like in two thousand like ten something like that. Anyway, I'm doing this job for an agency that I worked for at the time, mm. and um, working with this outside company, and they got this some specialist in in like uh, to do this report they were doing, and I was like on the phone to him because he was like he was like setting this. It was like some company, and they had to do like an Oracle database stuff, and he was like the expert on their side. It was yeah. making this report so we could uh, do this web app. And like, uh, we're like chatting to him, you know, as you do. And he says, oh, yeah, I'm just like, you know, oh, I work from home all the time. Yeah, I've just been, it was, it was a nice day. And he's like, oh, I was like, how are you doing? Oh, I've been sat on my garden. I was like, this guy sounds like he's having a good time. Do you know what I mean? And like, yeah. even from then, I was just, I was just like, I've always been thinking about it. And then obviously, like when we were working together, um, the sales side, like went down to London. So then we were like, sort of like remote-ish, you know, like. Mm. People would be yeah. distributed, yeah. And then um, at the time, uh, there's a couple of people uh, who work in Newcastle I was talking to, and they were just like, you know, there are a lot of jobs out there. There are a lot of because I was like thinking like, okay, like what could I do next? Um, and they just like a lot of he was like, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things out there. Uh, I think it was like Phil Poots, if you remember, he he'd just gone to work for a Dutch company. And like he was right, working yeah. from uh, from like Newcastle for some some company over there. And I was just like, that sounds interesting. Like I wonder I wonder what's going on. And like be getting into Ruby on Rails at the time. I was writing was writing that, and uh, I applied to FreeAgent because they were like uh, they were hiring remote people. And yeah, I was just like they were like a they are they are a well respected company in like the Rails side for like uh, for like they go to like events and stuff and like. Uh, they kind of do, they do a good job. So, you know, I thought I would uh, give it a try at a product company. And then it was kind of, that's what, that's what was like the real start of doing remote. Cause they were like um, a mixed remote company really. Cause they have like yeah. the, most of the developers at the time were in Edinburgh. And then like they had a few people scattered around the country. So that was kind of like my first like forte into it, I think. 
And then it's been from there um, going into contracting and then being able to work, you know, with in the start, like com- like companies are like around the UK. It didn't really matter where I lived. So like you were never really, you know, like you never really stuck for work because probably someone in the country needs some work doing. And then uh, the place I'm working at the moment, uh, Bearer, they, um, I know, I knew one of the guys basically uh, from my time working at Free Agent. Uh, he's a French guy. Uh, so he was working from uh, from France at the, at the time, uh, a free agent, and he founded his own company. He's like, oh, do you, like we enjoyed working together. So he's like, you know, let's uh, let's get you on board. And we've been working with him and the rest of the team at Bera for like about two and a half years now. And that's like yeah. proper Larry Mer. We have like people all over the spot. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing, man. Like it's it's really like yeah. When I think about Bera, like you guys are actually distributed and like. But you know, you, you do all of it. I, will, I mean, we'll go into it more later, right? Because I've got some interesting questions on it. Okay. Um, but I just want to ask, like, so did you feel like a, did did it become like a thing? Like, because so, you said you spoke to the, that guy who kind of inspired you a bit and mm. you really liked the sound of it. Did it become a thing at that point? Like where you decided that this was something you, no. you really wanted to focus on or like? It was kind of just the, the like, kind of like realization that you aren't like, if you live in an area, like, one of the things I'd really been against for like the longest time was like moving down to London because like so many people are like, you know, you've got to go down to London to like get a software job. And like, it's for me, like London is somewhere that's okay to visit. But like, if I, mm. I would not want to live there uh, just cause it's a bit much, you know, there's just like, it's, a, it's like crazy expensive to live there. You know, you have to live in a tiny place or like whatever. Yeah. So I was kind of like always like searching for like a way to like avoid doing that, but also like get interesting work. And, like, if you can work, like, from anywhere, you know, for anyone, you know, that's a pretty good situation to be in, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so it just, it was just logical, like. I think it was, a, I think it was option. just, like, trying to, you know, trying to do something, trying to do it. Just, like, thinking, well, I want to, I don't want to just have to work for companies where I live. Like, there wasn't, at the time, there wasn't anything that was, like, yeah, I really want to do this. I just, I was just, like, well let's let's find some companies in the uk that are like you know aspirational companies at somewhat you know where you're just like yeah that looks like a really interesting place to work uh for me for one of the reasons i went to free agent was it's a product company and like quite an established one and i kind of worked to work with a slightly bigger team although it's free yeah. agent's a relatively small engineering org i think at the time they had maybe so, so free agent was remote? It was remote yeah yeah so it was like it was mixed remote which is like a mixed remote company is probably the worst type of remote work you could do in a way i mean it's not Is bad it? but like um you have to be very like aware that people you work with might not necessarily know what remote is about so like their level of communication or like they'll just decide to have like a random like conversation in the office and like you'll not get included so you always have to like be very uh vocal in those situations and kind of like try and get involved as much as you can like remind people to like do a video call, invite you in, you know, if they're mm. having like a hangout or something like chat and stuff. And they were pretty good about it. Um, so it was, it was, it wasn't a bad place to work by any means for sure. Yeah. It's, it's interesting what you said about the mixed remote, because I, I actually had that kind of experience at the salon as well, Oh yeah, which was because, um, I mean, it, it started off as like a full-time thing. So actually after coming back from China and joining the salon, I was there in the office five days a week, right? Like it was, it suddenly just became a full-time thing. Mm-hmm. and and i kind of really wanted to go back to some remote stuff but it was it was a difficult 
thing to convince everybody at that scale to go full remote right so we so we would do like one or two days a week at home and started off like tuesday wednesday most people ended up settling on wednesday so it was at the point where like everyone in the whole company would be at home on wednesdays and it was the thing like it was the thing that everybody did and people were cool with it but i did remember like the the days where like half the people were in the office and half weren't like when we were doing like that tuesday which was semi-optional Mm-hmm. I think it. I think it was really hard to keep everybody like synced up and have people like yeah. linked together. Right. It was only when everyone was consistently at home that we started really finding remote easy and, and everyone kind of embraced it. I mean, like, what's really interesting is about remote is like people just talk about remote as if it's like one thing, but there's like a lot of different ways of like working mm-hmm. remotely, and some of them are more more remote than others, I would say, and like some are better suited to different kinds of companies. So, like for instance, at the moment. Like where I work at Bearer, it's like we're not very synchronous, really. Like most people, like everyone's at the moment, everyone is in like uh, mostly in Europe. The dev team are in mm. are in Europe. Um, I mean, we have people in the US, but like we're all in Europe because like quite often, like a startup, you need to have like a lot of fast communication. And like when you're in a bigger org that's more established, um, you kind of have like more of a clear roadmap of what you're doing. You can have like more asynchronous com- like uh, conversation. Whereas like in a startup, you need to be able, like to change things fast, like react fast, and like to do that, like maybe you don't have a lot of time to write a lot of documentation because like you know next week something might change quite drastically and it's like a wasted investment. Whereas if it's an older org, you know you've got like anything you really do like in documentation style is going to be around for years. Like it's really valuable. Mm. So depending on the company as well, it's just. There's so many different ways. And like, I think you have to just like adapt that way of remote working just to like whatever your company needs, you know? Yeah. So, so you, so you're saying it's harder to startups to be remote. Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. Um, because just because of that need for like synchronous communication, like you're saying like, Oh, it's, it's difficult to keep everyone synced up. It's like when you're a small team, it's like, there's a lot of like fast communication, you know, there's not many borders between everything. <laughs> Everyone's kind of like involved in like a lot of different things generally. Yeah, and, um, and, and the situation can change so fast, right? Like the yeah. picture of like what the business is, like one day there could just be like this bombshell meeting and where we all talk to each other and we're like, okay, now we're going this way. And yeah, people yeah. who people who aren't there, like in the in the moment, like suddenly they're on the back foot, right? And they've yeah, because be, they like, don't know what's happening. Carried yeah. Along. yeah, and it's and it's getting that level of communication. Uh, we do something at Barrow where it's like instead of having like a meeting, sometimes it's just like. You know, we'll just we'll just like have a sync. So we'll like talk for like five minutes, ten minutes, and just like have a quick sync up, just see where people are at. Um, this isn't like you know, you're not like forced to have these. It's just like sometimes it's good to know like what's going on. Just check in with every like if you're working on something, just check in a bit, see what yeah. they're up to. Like, do you need any help with that? Like, it's all good or whatever. But but that's not the standard thing. That's that's like more like an extraordinary thing. It's, it's yeah, it's mostly yeah. Innocent. It's main to be honest, the, com- the bear is like mainly sync, really. Like it's not it's not async much at all, really. Oh, because like I say, it's difficult for it to be. I mean, it's I mean it's async because in in that people like tend to like go off and do their own thing. Like people will have responsibilities of things they're doing, um, and then they'll come back at some point. But still pretty synchronous in terms of like, for instance, like uh, like my team is like we'll talk every morning and like about what's going on that day, like. Yeah. We do like a stand-up, which like in a proper racing, like a uh, larger org, like you probably wouldn't do that. You know, you might just have like, oh, I'm working on this ticket and like, oh, I'll tell you about it, won't it? Who knows? I think there's like a lot of different types of remote though. That's the that's the thing, I think. 
Yeah, that's cool, man. That's cool. Like it, like I'm thinking, like it, it, it's it's a bit similar to what we've got, like like stand ups and stand ups, dude. You know, you know, I didn't do stand downs until somebody told me to do them, and you 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 won't believe who it was. Who is it, mate? It was Pringle. Pringle oh, yeah? told me to do them. Yeah, like I um in like the early days of the salon, I like so, like I brought on a few developers, right? So I was trying to manage them and mm-hmm. keep on top of everything, and I, I was finding it pretty hard. And we were already doing the stand ups every morning. But, but then, but then in the the other end of the day, there wasn't really any like bookend on the day. Like stand downs just wasn't mm. a thing, and I never even thought about doing them. And I asked Pringle because at the time Pringle was managing a remote company, like um, his suggest V stuff. He was doing it all. Oh remotely. yeah, yeah. And I asked him like, so, so how so how is this working for you? And um, and he told me that it's there's no video calls, nothing. They did everything through Slack, and everyone all would right. just slack, do like a Slack stand up and a Slack stand down. And everyone was just bought into it, and like everyone on the company was doing that. Oh no! Hello. Where'd you go? Where'd you go, <laughs> Phil? Apparently, if you knock <laughs> your phone, it turns off. It turns oh, off. Does it? Thing. It's really <laughs> easy to like leave the thing. That's um, fine. We, we can fix it in post. Oh don't worry. yeah, I mean we can do all that <laughs> stuff in post. Like my like rambling, just cut that shit out. Um, yeah, we do like a we do like a daily stand up like text. Yeah. So like the sync that we do on a morning is like only really like to see each other because like everyone in the team likes to see each other like have a have a chat in the morning for a little bit yeah because like one thing that's actually like super important is like having a sense of camaraderie like remote especially now you know during uh, the pandemic where like you just like starved for social interaction you know yeah so for sure sometimes it's nice to just have like a thing and like also you know like you have a bit of a laugh give a you know a bit of a boost on the morning you know if you're like having one of those days you know sometimes like chatting with the team cheer you up ready for the day you know yeah man yeah it's it's kind of weird like i before we went into the lockdown i didn't realize that the people that i talked to the most like every day were like my teammates right in the mm. company and then not not seeing them physically it actually had more of an impact on me than i thought and and, I, and honestly i don't know how i got by when i was like doing the nomad thing and i was out in china and stuff like i, oh, yeah. I didn't really i didn't really interact with many people at all but then I think I think coming back here, I got used to it. I got used to like having people around a lot. And it was really difficult to be how did, to have that screen in between us, you know. How did you like get like how did you find being like a nomad? You see, I'm someone that is like, you know, I like my creature comforts a little bit, you know. Yeah. It's like I think if I was just like on the road all the time, like it would just get a bit much, you know. <laughs> how did mm, you find well, it? I think, you know, there was there was like a few stages to it. I think at the beginning, I really enjoyed it. There was so much novelty to it and I felt so free and it was just exhilarating. And then obviously, like I was in a relationship with, with Caroline, right? And nomad, being a nomad was a way for me to be with her. So it was, it was actually mm-hmm. making my life better and it was enabling my life, the things that I wanted. Um, and then, and then I, I have to admit, I really liked the time management aspect of it where like I, I could just do whatever I wanted with my day. Mm-hmm. I was complete, it was completely my choice right like I didn't I was working by myself contracting like a sole trader and I didn't really have to deal with other people too much so I had a lot of time for myself to work out read I, I got really healthy at that time I felt like I felt good I was living in a place with good weather um so that was great but then you know it did get lonely I think it was it was kind of weird especially because because I was in China but all my clients were here in the UK mm-hmm. I remember something that was actually really hard is that every time I had like a work interaction it was it was through like a patchy connection so i could never see the other person properly 
and the audio would cut and it was all it was kind of like it was almost like talking through like a wormhole or something like that. <laughs> I felt I felt like I felt really far away from the people that I worked with. And and after a while it just I don't know, I just got like super super affected by it, I guess. Oh, where yeah. um yeah, like I needed some work. So, so that's when I started coming back to the UK. So I would like I would come back to like network, right? And find mm-hmm. new clients. But then I also was just really enjoying that like that human aspect of it. And then, mm-hmm. so, so that helped me for a bit. And then, and then I, you know, like over time, I built up a little network of founders in Shanghai. There were, there were a lot of expats there who were trying to make startups and things. But at the time, startup culture was, it was really hard to, to be a foreign national and do startups uh-huh. just because of business laws and ownership yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah. so, so the scene wasn't really flourishing. It was a lot of people who were very driven to be in China for some reason. And they were trying to make this thing work on the side. And I think that's the thing that we all had in common. So it was, it was a pretty hard existence. Um, and now, like, I don't know, I, 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 think I'm, I think I'm okay not being a nomad, right? Like I left it behind a few years ago. Mm. I think it would be fun to do it again one day. But now I feel like my version of nomad would be to go to like some really nice place and have like a house there and like hang out for like six months or a year maybe. Not so much like the, not so much the jet set stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a weird one. It's a weird one. I mean, like, so I live out in the middle of nowhere now. And like, I used to live in Edinburgh. um, And like, really, I guess this is a bit like being a nomad. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're like, quite nomadic. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, it's been a godsend though, because like, if you know, in Edinburgh, everyone lives in flats, so like, you basically got no, no real outdoor space, really. Yeah. Um, and like, it would have been a nightmare, man. I just been locked down for so long, I would have gone insane. At least here, I can go and sit out in the garden, or just like go for a bit of a walk and stuff. Yeah, well, I actually remember at the beginning you told me I, I asked you quite early on in the pandemic how things were going, and you and it it felt like you'd almost been a bit insulated from the impact of it. Like yeah, it, it massively, I think. Massively. Yeah, like me, like me being in London, like I was like, I remember for a few few days before lockdown happened, I was like on, I was in public and stuff, and I was like sweating and freaking out like everywhere I went, and and you were just all you were worrying about was just making sure that you had enough canned food, right? You just put <laughs> up like a stock of cans. Oh, man. Like, <laughs> you seemed so chilled. <laughs> it was like, it was crazy here. Basically, like, we used to get a delivery all the time. And then it was like, no more, that like, you can't get delivery, like, at all. And then it was like, uh, just, like, none of the supermarkets, like, they're actually really crazy to see how they've, like, uh, evolved their businesses just from, like, being like, oh, yeah, like, it's rural. We don't need to do click and collect to like, oh yeah, everyone just click and collect now. Uh, yeah. But it's a bit, it's a bit dodgy to begin with, to be honest. Anyway, we've gone off topic a bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate, I love this kind of stuff. This is awesome. Free yeah. ranging. So, 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 so is that what you would do? You'd get food deliveries? Yeah, before, yeah, we'd just get stuff delivered, but like you can't get them anywhere. So we just do click and collect all the time, which oh, okay, is fine. So, so, like, so is it, so is it true that like, do you have to have a car to do anything where you live? Oh yeah. God, there's no yeah. bullets. No, yeah, yeah that, well, that's what I thought. I, I mean, dude, that's like that's remote. I mean, for me, yeah. right? Like, growing up in I'm, like Harrow and stuff in London. Yeah, yeah, like... yeah. I mean, we've got a, <laughs> we've got a small town that's like you know, sort of like ten minutes, ten minutes drive from here. So it's yeah. not too bad. It's not it's not like proper proper. It's not like I live in the Highlands, or you know. But yeah. um, it's still it's remote enough. It's remote enough for me. But, yeah, you know, fair. nature and stuff is good. It's good for you. Mm. So, so, so look, obviously I want to ask, right? This is one of the questions I wanted to ask, which is, oh, yeah. so you bought your place. Um, oh yeah. 
which which is a pretty big commitment right like you like so so you so you're out there you're in the countryside you're in the borders it's it's beautiful it's a great life but it's quite a long-term commitment so so did it did like the work stuff go through your mind at all like do you know did, did, did you wonder if you might have to go back to an office commute or something well like that? do you know what i did um and i kind of like from here if we want to get into edinburgh it's probably it'd probably take like an hour and a half commute and i was like if i had to do it i could do it you know like if you absolutely had to um right but my aim was to never do that <laughs> again um mainly because it's just like not like if you think about if you think about it like there are remote jobs like i thought to myself well there definitely are remote jobs um like i can do them even if i have to go into office maybe i could get like a couple of days a week max you know and it's very like at that point like even if you've got like an like an hour and a half commute it's very doable you know just two days a week or something yeah you know? um but yeah it wouldn't have been pleasant as i say there's, there's a lot of remote work around so i wasn't too concerned like i thought i'd probably be okay mm. But it was a so, commitment to the lifestyle, I guess. Is, is I mean, yeah. That's man. what you're asking, isn't it? Well, well yeah. And, and actually, dude, honestly, like, I was really inspired because... Oh, like, really? So, so, yeah, because I, I bought a place at a similar time to you. I think it was just a little bit before. And obviously, I went completely different from you. And I, I bought a flat in London, mm. which is like... And, and I was just thinking about how connected it was to, like, all the different train stations and the airports. And, like, like I, I went the complete opposite direction, which was, like, loads of transportation access and... I mean, you know, my like my family's here as well, but yeah, for sure. I mean, like, part of me did want to to go somewhere else and and not necessarily live in the city, but but I think I don't know. I I guess I just wasn't like brave enough at the time to make that jump because 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 it did it did come up so many times, which was like I do need to be in near London. I do need to be open to all these different opportunities and hedge my bets, right? Mm. Um, but and then now I'm here, like, and obviously the pandemic unfolded and. I don't know, like if I if I took the other choice, then I probably would have been fine as well. And it's quite interesting to think about that. Yeah, yeah, I think it, well, I mean, no one could have seen what happened coming, I don't think. But um, yeah, I think there is, like, we had a similar thing. Like, we looked at flats in Edinburgh and stuff. But it's just like, you just start thinking about whether you want to get involved. Do you know what I mean? There's like, it's expensive to live there. And it's like, well, yeah. do I want to, like, play that game of, like, live somewhere really expensive? Just like for what like i'm working remote you know yeah and like as we're both dads you know you know you don't get a lot of time <laughs> like to, it's not like you're going to uh, enjoy all the cultural aspects of living of living in a city really yeah so it's like yeah. well it's yeah, like and if, not, you, and if you need to any pros right <laughs> yeah and if you need to go anywhere you know when you've got kids you normally have to go in the car because you've got so much stuff yeah that's you true need to take with you so it's just a bit like well let's just take a risk on it and if it doesn't work out, you know, you can always sell your house. Yeah, I mean, that's so, true. That's true, right? Yeah. Might take a while, but it'll probably happen. <laughs> yeah, maybe cities are just like a young people's game, man. You know? Maybe they are. I don't know. Like, I'd, I've lived in... <clears throat> prior to this, I'd lived in cities since I was 18. So yeah. it's it's really a big change uh, for me. But, you know, I think I think in your life, you have to hit the big change every so often. It's quite easy to just keep doing the same thing forever. And then it's just like, well, you've spent your life doing the same thing. That's not mm. very exciting, is it? You know me. You know me, Nabil. I like a little bit of excitement now and again. <laughs> yeah, I know. I do. I know. I know you, man. I know you. And you, you know, from the from where I don't know if it's like different from your perspective, but from the way I see you making these decisions is like you seem to move very confidently and very swiftly to change your lifestyle. 
and then you mm. just you're like you're like fully committed to it. And I just really I really admire that dude, honestly. I mean, it's admire terrifying, it. obviously, when you <laughs> and it's you in the driving seat. But you you know usually it works out. I think it's yeah. just that thing of like um, normally normally things work out all right. I mean, you know, th- this is a this is a, like a decent profession. It's like well paid, like don't have a lot of problems that other people have, you know, and you can afford to take risks, you know, and they're not going to be, they're not going to put you on the street if it goes wrong, you know? Yeah. So really your privileged position is better to take them. But like, again, you should, you should use that privilege, I guess, to, to try and get the most out of life if you can. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, yeah, we definitely have some privilege, right? Because we were, we've been like playing around with like remote work and stuff for like the best part of like five or six years. And mm. it's only, it's only just come onto the radar for, for other people. So, yeah. like, so, so this is a great question. It just leads me straight there, which is like, so when lockdown happened, a lot of people suddenly had to embrace remote work, whether they were for it or against it. And as of today, a lot of different industries are doing it. Right. So, so yeah. do, you, do you think tech tech, it was always natural and it was always obvious that it could have worked because we've had offshoring and, and all sorts of things for a very long time. And we know we, we live our lives through laptops, but what about other industries? Do you think it's, are they there just because of necessity today or could it actually be sustainable? Long-term? Yeah, I, I think, I, I mean, I can't really speak that well for other industries. Uh, like, but I, I think like any job where you just need your like computer and stuff, um, you know, you can be anywhere. Actually, I know, a, um, I did a bit of contracting work for a company who did yeah. like, um, you know, like web chat support kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. call center type stuff. So like traditionally that would be done by people, loads of people in a call center somewhere. Yeah. And like what they were doing was like people would just be at home with a laptop, and that's they'd be doing their web chats through that. And like oh, that's cool. That's so that's smart. like it's like a pretty pretty interesting take on like doing like support, like because like realistically, do they all need to be in a call center? No, like that costs a lot of money, and like <laughs> yeah, just let people do it. And it's like, it's like Originally, it was there so they can be monitored. But obviously, like if everyone people are doing web web chats and stuff, like you know, they have their statistics just the same as they would if they were sat in an office somewhere, you know. So it's like mm. it's not. I think there are a lot of industries that are like right probably for just you know having remote work be a thing, and it's just people, you know, like some like old school bosses are like, you know, there's a presente uh, presenteeism. Is that the th- is that the word? Yeah, in the UK, yeah. like yeah, like be in the office, come in early. Work. Yeah. You know, come in early. People are like come. I, used to work, I remember working somewhere, and people just like come in and eat their breakfast. You know, they come in early and then they eat breakfast. <laughs> I'm like, you're not working. Like, yeah. you know, you could just eat your breakfast at home and then come here. You know, it's not like it's a thing that people did. Um, mm. You know, because then you're looking like you're keen, right? Yeah, but but well, well, that's actually something that like I I think I think that's all part of like yes yes like a long-standing culture of of like showing that you're working and mm. you know showing that you're the hardest worker but i think also there, there is like that trust aspect because like, mm. we just touched on it right in a couple of things which was the call centers about seeing monitoring yeah. the employees and then there's also the fact that like you come in every day as maybe like a manager and you see all of your staff there there and you know that they're present and focused and if everyone's at home there is there's probably trust issues that come up right oh so, massively i think but the thing is the thing is, just I mean, like especially in software development, there's, there's not really anywhere to hide. Do you know what I mean? If yeah. you don't, if you're not delivering work, like people are gonna know pretty quickly. Like if you're not there all the time, like if someone sends you a message and you don't reply for like two hours, like you know, someone's gonna notice that. It's not like 
Mm, it's not that's like true. You, yeah, by you not be by you like I mean like in an office you might not have the opportunity to Skype off for two hours. But um, not that there's anything wrong if you know if you're remote and need to take a two hour break or something, you know, do it. Like if your company's yeah. happy with that kind of thing. But like if you pretend if you're pretending to work, you know, you'll get found out. Like that's that's it. Yeah. Well, so maybe it's actually just any job where like it's 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 just pretty clear to see someone's activity throughout the yeah. day, right? Yeah, that so. that is one that like the trust issue can be overcome. Yeah, but even and then, even they, when and then the other jobs, I don't even know if like are they good? Are they like real jobs? Are they good jobs? If like mm. if there's a job where you can just pretend to be busy, then to me that seems like it's kind of like an like a like an outsized <laughs> corporate company or something, right? Who knows? Whether, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so in your day then, so we talked about breaks. Oh god. Yeah. Come on, like the. the the, the puff piece, the, the, the good question. What, the good question. <laughs> what's your perfect remote day like? My, what's my perfect remote day like? Oh my god! What kind of question is that? Mate, this is like the this is like the walk in the park, like oh, soaking the sunshine. My perfect day. That easy question. Starts with now. You know, I don't think there are any perfect days. I think it's. I think for me, like a, like a great day, like a remote work, is just like a bit. It's always a bit different, you know. Mm. And like if it's you know, I can, like, the baby's kept me up at night and I can come into the office and, like, I don't have a commute, you know, and I can be in at nine o'clock, you know, that's great because, like, yeah. I can just jump in the shower, like, 15 minutes before and then I'm ready, you know. Yeah. Um, whereas if I had, like, an hour and a half commute, that is going to be, I'm going to be really tired, you know. Mm. Um, but I think, for me, it's just the ability to be like, okay, well, I can go and, like, walk around outside or something. I can talk to my wife. I can see my daughter, you know. If I just need a break, sometimes that's all you need. And like, especially for me, like, you know, sometimes something's just like on your mind, like when you're at work. Mm. So it's like, okay, well, I've got to sort, you think about something, you know, like, oh, I've got to put that thing away when I get home. Like, I don't know if you've ever worked in office and had this kind of thought, but like, yeah, yeah. Start, and like, and that starts to be all place. you can think about. And it's just like horrendous. Yeah. And like the best thing about working, this is honestly to God. The best thing about it is that I can just go and sort that out and then I can just like go back to concentrating on whatever I need to concentrate on. And so, like, so does that ha- does that happen a lot for you? And sometimes it's like, oh, I know I need to take, you know, do some random chore in the house, right? And I can just take five yeah. minutes and it's done, you know. Or like I can do things like I normally take an hour for lunch. It's like I can just do random things. It's not like where I'm at work, you know, working somewhere. It's like I can go to Pret <laughs> for like half an hour or whatever, eat my lunch and come back. You know, you feel like you've had a bit more of a break, you know. So, and I think another thing for me, like working remote, was like it was important to spend time with my family and stuff like that. And, you know, that is something the remote work, like, helps you out. Now yeah, my daughter, my, yeah. my daughter's getting that. a bit older now. And, like, she gets a bit sad when I go to work, you know. She's, like, <laughs> banging on the door for the, for, oh, so, for the office so when you, when you when you go to work, you mean, like, go to the room and close the door? Yeah, like yeah. She doesn't like it yeah. sometimes. Well, I'm like, well I'm no, I, one, I've had to do that with my kids as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm the one like giving her breakfast and stuff normally. So like I do like the morning routine over there. So <laughs> then she's like, she realized I've got to go. She's like, oh, I don't want it. I don't want that. Yeah. Go. yeah, for me, it's just specifically like daddy's doing a phone call. Because <sighs> because because I'm I'm totally chilled with like having the kids running around and stuff. Like mm. with, if, if I'm just, I, I can I can tune things out pretty easily and I'll, I'll move around my place a lot. Like I'll sit on the sofa to mm-hmm. write code and things. Like I'm totally cool with that. But like phone calls, man, it's hard. I I, I always think of that, that guy on BBC News. Oh, you, know, yeah, you know that yeah. really famous clip? Yeah. 
<laughs> that like your house? <laughs> yeah, well, dude, it's like my worst nightmare because 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 usually I'm talking about something deep or strategic, and my focus gets broken, and it's and I'm just like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, like just just like that guy. <laughs> I'm not. But, I, um, one of the guys I work with, Cedric, uh, he's the uh, the CTO. He he sometimes does his, uh, he's got a, like a young a young lad, and he's sometimes yeah. just in the office with him. Just like hanging out, he's pretty well behaved. So, dude, that's it, awesome. I think he's just like he's all right with it. Um, but 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 don't you think that's great? If like we can be parents and we can we can show our kids what it's yeah, like to be yeah. working and and yeah. set an example for them. Because I always remember, like I, when I was younger, I used to miss my my dad, for example, so much when he was at oh, work, yeah. and I, I wouldn't see him for the whole day. And I remember it. I remember being a little kid and just not seeing him around much. And I just think, like, wouldn't it be amazing if just like my daughter could actually like see what I'm doing, why I'm doing it, why I care yeah. about it and, and take that with her for a whole life. Man, I feel yeah, like I think, I've got a huge opportunity. Yeah, I think it's good. And especially being able to like see them on like a lunchtime or something like that. Just, it's just nice, isn't it? You get to spend a bit more time with them. Like, yeah. um, I can't remember who they're talking to, but it's some, someone at, at some event or whatever. And they were telling me about how like they'd come to be doing what they were doing. And it's basically because they've been like traveling around the country, like a, I can't think, maybe it was in sales or something. But basically, they were always, like, traveling around, basically. And then they would, like, come home late at night, like, every night. Uh, one of their kids was just like, why are you never here? Because <laughs> <laughs> he would, like, come and do, like, do the bed. He was, like, always up, like, straight thing on the morning, like, traveling somewhere. And then, like, come home in an evening, like, 8 o'clock, you know. Yeah. Post tea late, not with them. And then, like, put them to bed. And that was the only time you really saw them. And it's like, they grow up real quick. And it's like, you miss, oh you know, you're God, missing a right? lot. Mate, yeah. my, my, my oldest is going to be four this year. Oh, like, really? Four, can, you, can you believe it? Like four, I can't. Almost four years. <laughs> no, babe, I can't believe it. And, and, and honestly, it's true what they say. Like, you never think about it before you have kids, but they do grow up so fast. And the time just, <laughs> it's like it accelerates. And yeah. I, I was so grateful to suddenly have my lifestyle changed by the lockdown. Mm. To suddenly just like see, see her every day. And suddenly have all these touch points with her. Whereas before, dude, I would barely see her. Because to be honest, I'd get home from London at like 8.30 or 9. Oh, really? After taking, wow. Yeah, after taking the train. And like, she'd, she'd be like, I'd come in. I'd be like knackered. Like, do you know that yeah, feeling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come home yeah, from a yeah, commute exactly. and you just can't, you can't like connect with people. You just need to sit down and just zone out. And so I couldn't even connect with my kids. And they'd, then they'd go to bed and I wouldn't see them like until the weekend, basically. Yeah, and, man, that's and, like a whole, whole generation of people have grown up with parents like that. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I just now that I've re- been reminded of what it's like, I, I really don't want to go back to that. <laughs> I, you know, well, yeah, because our families are more important, right? At the end of the day, yeah, that's what I, I believe. So I think so. It's uh, it's definitely, it's definitely very important. I think. I think you've yeah. got to be able to like look back and be like, you know, like did it? There's no like if you're working and it's no fun. Like, what's the point? You know. Yeah, man. It's just, it's just gonna, it's just terrible. <laughs> it's just terrible. <laughs> Uh, yeah. so yeah so, so being what's your perfect day do you have like a, do you have a like perfect well, my, remote day my what's perfect, perfect day uh, okay so let me tell you I did I did have a perfect day when I was in Shanghai oh, really? and it dude it became a routine like I was very very particular about my day like I must have looked like a proper weirdo to everybody else but <laughs> I was very very particular about like the times the things I did the things I ate it was just perfect so I would I would always I would always have like a lie-in because this was the great thing about working for people in the UK, which was I would wake up in the middle of the night in the UK, right? Because it was it's plus eight in China. Oh yeah, yeah. Of so, 
so I could wake up and I'm I'm like a, I'm pretty creative and, and I don't know I know a lot of people like me who really need a lot of warm up time in the in the morning. Like mm-hmm. you remember at match chat, I would like I would always start at like ten, right? Like yeah, was, yeah. And then but I wouldn't even really get going for like another hour after that. So I would just start it slow, take like a take like a shower, have breakfast. I would always have like eggs with like smoked salmon and hollandaise sauce, like an eggs royale. And oh yeah. It's just, I oh, just gourmet. And then I would just take it really slow, <laughs> warm up my brain. Dude, it would be like most of the year, it would be like boiling hot. I would just, I, I, my bike is outside. I just get on my bike. I'd go for like a long ride, like ride like half an hour. Like the cafe where I would work every day, this was like a cafe that was going out of business because there were like no customers because it was in the middle of nowhere. Um, so I was the only, uh, most of the days, I was the only person in there. And it was a really fancy place with like really nice furniture and sofas and armchairs and, so I basically would go there and just get like the VIP service and I'd have the same thing every single day, which was like an iced mocha in the morning and then followed up by like a, like a frappuccino, like a chocolate frappuccino. In the evening. Oh and so, so you have like two day. drinks per day Bro. and you were there every day. Yeah, mate, I'm not even going to lie. Like I had slippers in my backpack and I would wear slippers at the cafe. Oh it was like my, my it was like my spot. And I'd just be like, oh I'd just be doing phone calls, like walking around. I think, I think I, I think with you and the, the match chat guys, I think one time we did like a call and I was actually oh in that cafe God. and dude, it was just, it was just like my place. Like, and, and they were, insane. they were like, and the staff, like the staff like loved it because they, because they were so bored. Like. Like, so so like, I got some really got... yeah. So I'd like practice my Chinese with them, and we'd just like hang out. And they'd always ask me like what I was making because I was always doing different apps, right, for different contracts. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that was close to perfect. And then I, in the evenings, I would go swimming every evening. I'd swim for like an hour and a half. Jeez. So I was in really good shape. I was really healthy at the time. It, it, dude, it was just the best life ever. Like honestly. Um, <laughs> and then, and and it and it was always it was always the same. Like I could have lived that on repeat for the rest of my life. See, I man, I can't like I, for me. Every day has got to be different. Or I'm start losing my mind. This is why lockdown is killing me. Really? And it's like, yeah, I like I like I just have to have some variety in what happens. And like every day, you know, if it's the same, I just can't. I can't deal with it. But but I think having a kid, like, like it has to be different, right? Like they make yeah. it, they make it different constantly. Like like I like I couldn't even have that lifestyle anymore if I wanted to just because I got my kids. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's, I mean, there's, there's a morning routine. You know, you have the same thing mm. every day. You put them like, <laughs> yeah, maybe, bath yeah. time every night. You know, all this kind of stuff. But it is yeah. it is nice in a way. Like I'm all right with it. And like we don't like go and walk around the garden or something on lunchtime, depending on what the weather's like. It's nice. Yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely don't want to go back. That like <laughs> just got me like thinking about going back to living in the city. And I was like, we're joking actually the other day because like we used to live in like a two bedroom flat, and I was like, we'd have killed each other if we'd have been in there. Oh. <laughs> like, we'd have killed each other. Yeah, and you said that oh, to me. I'm in a, I'm in a two bed flat right now, dude. Yeah, but like, man, <laughs> it, was, it was small. It was like relatively small. Maybe, maybe you were me. Your your front room's quite big though, so you got quite a bit of room in there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's yeah, it's all right. Bad. It's all, it's all right. right. Yeah, for sure. Jesus, you must be you must be crawling the walls like I would be. I yeah, had like well, a I had like a moment the other day where I was just like, "This is my point where I've had enough." Like, I, just, really? I was like, oh, I was oh, like you, "You've only just day, got there." Yeah, after the work, one day I was just like, "This is officially the point where I've had enough." Oh my god, dude! I've I've like been there like twice and like come back oh, to it and god. then like got there again. Like, <laughs> I was just like, I just want to like talk to someone. Mm. <laughs> so I want to talk to like a real person in like real life but I feel like I forgot how to do you know what I mean mm. 
It's yeah, like, well, well, dude, yeah, I can't help but wonder like what it's going to be like when when things do kind of ease up. Like, because I, I, I feel like it's not just going to be like a big bang, like life returns, right? It's 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 like a it's going to be like a gradual, you know, like safety cautious thing. And I do wonder, uh, like, the longer the longer it's like this, it would have been like probably two years at some point where like it hasn't oh been. God. So 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 when does it? When did these habits just become like? I, I wonder know, if I, like I tell you life. what. One thing I wonder. I think you know when people talk to each other in the street. I wonder if they're going to forever be like further apart. If you know what I mean, just like have an extra distance. Yeah, just, just like, like, yeah, just naturally. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just naturally have that distance from from these dark times. My God, just let it be over. Holy fuck. Yeah, well, well, you know, hopefully soon, right? Hopefully soon. Yeah, maybe. Hey, you, you mentioned something before, which was about, so I, I think I think you mentioned Cedric, right? And he's one oh, of the yeah. founders at Bearer. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so you mentioned that he's got he's got kids. And I was mm. just wondering, as like a, as a dad, do, like, you know, like doing your thing, like, how, how is it? How has it been for you with like some like one of the like the leaders of the company like doing having the same kind of lifestyle where like they're remote as well they've got children they they understand what you're going through have you felt that come through like is it, is it yeah I think so I mean like uh, Bear was literally a remote first company so like um, so it was actually living in Edinburgh for a bit um, and uh, Guillaume the other founder was in uh, Paris so it's like they've always had that like remote nature to their company so it's kind of like it's kind of just like natural you know and it's yeah. always been it's always been quite they've always been quite good for like you know if you take fat you know like you're sick or like fat is the thing you need to deal with like your family or like something you know needs sorting out like it's fine you know so i think they kind of like really understand that and it's like yeah it's good to have obviously other dads there was a we had a we had a guy leave but we had like a couple of a couple of babies in uh bearer while it's been running I think really? there's like how many babies have been born? I think it's I think it's like three, maybe like three or four. It's something crazy. It's not like crazy output of children during the running of this company. It's pretty <laughs> weird. Um, I think it's a good thing. I mean, like because it's it, I, I don't know. I feel like if, if other people on the team are kind of experiencing life mm. in the same way as you, it's just going to bring you guys closer together, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. And it's just yeah. like I tell you what. The, this is something I should probably bring up. Um, one of the craziest things about working with international people is that, like, you expect to be, like, working from people with your own culture, but it is super different. Like, super different. Um, mm. You get, even on, like, um, even on, like, a video call, like, you know, when you're not in person, the, a lot of the cultural, like, cues, like, in how people look and, like, their expressions and stuff are, are sometimes, like, different. So like wow. maybe you like start to think people are like annoyed with you or whatever, but like they're not. That's just like that's their rest of face, you know. That's like how they how they look. <laughs> or like they um it's easy to forget they're talking in a second language sometimes. So they might not like um they might not like get your level of detail, you know, because you we try and explain this in an actual sense. No, way. I a hundred percent understand what you're saying because because when I because when I learn Mandarin I gained so much respect for people who speak in a different language and it actually changed the way that I listen. Like mm. I'm, I'm, I'm way more patient than I used to be. And, uh, cause, cause I, I, cause I know people are literally like forming what they want to say, like in front of you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they, they have to like translate it into, for some things, for some things they can just like, most people that work at this company are pretty like, are pretty fluent basically. But mm. like for some things they'll have to like think about it. 
they'll like translate it from like whatever language you know they have and then they'll translate it back into english um but it does leave it does lead to like some funny stuff sometimes like when like you get a like uh this is my all-time favorite thing direct idiom translations so like there's like if it's some kind of french idiom or like uh with the polish guys are like polish idiom and it's like they translate it into english and it is so good <laughs> the only one yeah. i can think of at the top of my head is like uh, one of french guys came out with like i'm hearing a different ringing of bells on that one and i'm like what <laughs> like what are you talking about <laughs> right yeah 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 that's, that's but it's like but it's like the bells are out but it's some like idiom to do with like the bells being out of tune when you're playing them or whatever something like that anyway and and, and in polish it would make like perfect sense or whatever yeah but no this is a french one but i like french yeah yeah, but like it's just like all sorts of uh, all sorts of like weird stuff comes out every so often. It's like it's amazing, honestly. Um, it's so good. Yeah, I, I think stuff like that's great because because I because I worked with Steph, obviously like amazing friend mm. of mine it, it, from Italy, and like it, it was it was actually really fun working with him each day because we'd pick up little things from each other about I don't know like so I'd pick up little Italian phrases and you know things he said when he was like debugging code and trying to figure stuff out and like. It was it was just so interesting to like get that perspective and obviously sharing the culture. I think it made the work more fun. Yeah, it's how many how many different nationalities are there at Bera? Ooh, probably probably like four or five, maybe. Mm, that's cool. Maybe something like that. Yeah. And what what language do you all speak? What's like the? Oh, it's it's like oh, it's all England. The companies all speaking English basically. So, but so like, everyone uses English, right? Yeah. So like there. Are three native english speakers in the company i think um and then the rest uh there's a, like a lot of uh french speakers um, well, do, well don't you think don't you think that's interesting because because yeah I, I feel like most of the people in bearer french is probably the primary language right no they, like ev- since like day one even though they were french they've always had everything has been in english okay that's interesting. even when they even when they didn't have native english speakers in a company it's just been wow. something they decided to do from like day one so that they would be able to be more international when people joined wow that's and, like, awesome and that's like awesome. get the idea that like it would always be you know, obviously they do like if they're having if it's like two french people having a meeting chances are they're going to speak in french you know <laughs> it's like it's not like mandated that they will speak english but like anything on slack <laughs> is like generally in english um yeah I, I I think I think that's really cool. I think I think that's like a that's a that's like a kind of remote vision that's been there from the beginning. Then, yeah, right? for sure, for sure, they've definitely had that that they're gonna they're wanting to do that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do you do you have to deal with different time zones by any chance? Yeah. So we used to have a guy working in Thailand, uh, but he's moved he's moved back to uh, Belgium now. So mm. he's a bit he's a bit more on our time. But it wasn't too. It wasn't too bad. He was like a. He's a front end guy. So yeah. Um, we're doing like APIs and stuff. So we like, you know, do the API, and then he could work pretty, pretty isolated. But now we're like back doing like Ruby on Rails, just like straight up. So it's a bit more integrated now, which is good, really, because it's like it's difficult when you have someone that's that far away on like time zones. It's really hard to keep them as like part of a team. Yeah. Um, because it's like it's. It's not practical unless you're like heavily async in the way you work. And like, as I said before, it's like that can be quite difficult at a startup, you know, like a lot of things are changing. Like eight hours is a long time, you know? Yeah, man, definitely. I mean, I mean, within a dev team, I, I, I managed to pull it off quite easily when I was like the dev team. So it's mm. like between dev and business, for example, 
I, yeah, I feel like there, there you can make it work because mm-hmm. you, you can have you can generate results for the other person to feedback while they're doing other things and then yeah. you know there's like there's kind of like a, a good handoff but I feel like yeah. in a dev team yeah it's something I've never been able to overcome like like I, I visited China a few times and worked with people in the UK right at the salon and I mean I, I found it really hard to to just keep I think it is very difficult yeah like I just had to choose to almost just knowingly just distance myself for like six the, the eight weeks when I was there just be mm-hmm. more distant and that's something we all just had to accept because it wasn't possible for me to be fully involved yeah yeah I think it's it's not great really it's very difficult to do not not an easy one by any means but I mean Damn. some companies do do it I, I think you know they if like I say if you have like you know you like agree documents beforehand you know you like do love async stuff and like you have a few things going on at once you know yeah you can you can make it work that way but like i say it's like it's hard to like rapidly change things yeah i, I mean i can think of one person who i mean i'd really love to like follow up with him about it because I, I don't think he's doing it anymore but it's i don't know if you remember james mundy um he was he was around in newcastle mm-hmm. like around ignite and stuff and um he after like after like wrapping up his startup he became the cto of uh like a sailing, like a sailing navigation app, oh, right. and and the main user base was in Australia. Do you know? I and, do. I and know he had, you mean. I remember. You know, yeah. Now. And he had, yeah. he had staff. He had staff that he was managing in Australia. He was an interim CTO in the UK, and then the other half of the dev team were in Argentina. So like the most the most unbelievable time zone difference you can imagine, right? Like it, like I think it was like physically impossible for everyone to be present at the same time, just because of the times. Apart from someone being awake in the middle of the night, and they managed to make it work. Which is which is pretty impressive, and I think that was a quite a small company. Yeah, I think it, like I say, I think it can definitely be made to work, but I don't think it's by easy by any means. I mean, like a lot of like remote stuff is like when you're in the office, like things are very um, like you know what to do by looking at what everyone else is doing. Do you know what I mean? You just go to an yeah. office and it's like, okay, well, what time does everyone have lunch? Okay, it's this time. Like, how do you have a meeting? Like, it's like this. When you're like remote, you kind of like lose a lot of those cues. Like, it suddenly becomes like not very obvious like how you know how do you get everyone in like to talk to, together you know like this kind of thing like what is the culture of this company you know it's not mm. like you can peer over everyone's shoulders see what how they behave you know so it's yeah. just like having like a lot of those like unconscious things you need to be like pretty conscious about so like if you want a company that's like super like async like you need to be like okay well everything we do has to be async and like this is how we're going to do it you know let's let's make it work you can't just like if you try and like see like just go with it and see what happens like it's going to be disastrous you know mm. so you think it has to be very like proactive and i think you have like to, a... i think to like get the most out of remote you have to be proactive yeah because it's just problems get exacerbated like super quick you know just like things can get like for instance like if you're in an office right you have a disagreement with someone right like you can see them in the office you know if they're like they've got pissed off like you've had some kind of disagreement like you might go and talk to them like a remote yeah. you can just like you could like stew on that indefinitely you know like, <laughs> yeah and like you can't see what the other person is doing so like you don't really know how they've taken it right yeah so the best thing to do is if you're annoyed about someone some, something someone's done it's like you're gonna have to talk to them about it like pretty quick um and that's like that's like the being proactive kind of like mentality of it yeah, it's like yeah. almost like over communicating if you need to, because it's just yeah, you've got to like you've got to you know cut these up. Especially like and it's even worse with like the cultural like differences. Like you might think you've pissed someone off, you know, when you haven't, or you might have pissed someone off and you don't know about it, you know. So 
or they might not realize that you're pissed off. Like, I mean, I don't know if you know this, but British people are very passive aggressive. So, oh, like, right. well, I mean, so like, yeah. <laughs> so like some of the, so some of the time you have to kind of like go against your own, like, you know, social programming to kind of like enunciate <laughs> that you're actually a bit upset with something someone said or something, something someone's done. Um, which is, is a bit of a battle sometimes, you know? Yeah. Cause it just, it doesn't like, it just literally doesn't register where it's like, there's some things that a British person would say and you'd just instantly be like, they are not happy about that. Or like, they think, Oh, like what you're actually saying is like, not anything mm-hmm. like what you're talking about. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's like, and, and like working with, like it's difficult to make generalizations, you know what I mean? But like working with French people is really interesting because they always like to, they always like to be told, like, and then if something's if things bad, just tell them straight up, like, and they like that, like to be direct. Uh, yeah. These the ones that I do work with, and it's been that's quite nice because I'm quite a direct person normally, so it's worked out for well for me. But like the passive aggressive thing just doesn't register, and it's quite funny sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. <laughs> I mean, you know, I think both of us are, are quite direct, and so so you so you know, I work with Jean Michel, right? And he's mm, oh, and, of course, yeah, and I think. So, I mean, I, I'm just like relating to what you're saying, because I, I think actually one of the reasons we work fairly well together is like, despite me being like a Brit is because I am quite outspoken and he does expect you to just say it like upfront and just be like really open about stuff and just say it like to his face. And I think a lot of other people he's worked with in the UK, it hasn't been so easy to have that. Whereas with me, it's mm. just like no problem at all. Mm. And I, I think we've tried, we've tried to like ingrain that culture in everyone else in the company as well. And you know, if that's something we've learned while being remote, right? Because we, we, we brought people remote who had like never done it before. And oh, I, yeah. think, I think the key, I think everyone's doing so great. They're doing an amazing job. And I think like just like always saying what you're feeling, being really, really open, making sure that everyone's had a voice, making sure that people aren't too quiet, like doing all of those things. We've become really sensitive to like the levels of engagement. And if somebody feels like they're just, they're just quiet for a little bit too long or feels like there's something they're not saying. It's almost like we can sense it even through the video call now. Um, you know, it's interesting to say that because we have something on our, like, uh, we have like, uh, we use a thing called like Geekbot and Slack. And like, um, yeah. you post like a, a daily update or whatever. The number yeah. one, the first thing on it is how do you feel? That's like yeah. on, our, on our text thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like, it's so good for like, you know, I think there's like a few options we have on ours. But like, if someone's like, I'm tired or like, I'm stressed, it's like, okay, well, you know, they're going to be, they're gonna have a hard time with it today or like whatever you know or like you'd be like if there's stress about something you can like jump on like hey what's up like you know can i help out with anything you know so it's quite good just to have like even that like basic emotional like check-in because like that's something you would see in someone's face you know if you were like you know face to face in an office it's just an example of like where you need to be proactive about certain things Mm, definitely definitely you know you know we use geekbot as well and i actually got the recommendation from bearer Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. We use Geekbot. I think Geekbot's brilliant. Um, it's 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 so worth the money. It really is worth the money. Just for, just for like yeah, to have everyone in the routine of just doing the stand ups every day, and you, you you know there's like some really interesting stuff that you can see on their dashboard where it will it will like measure the sentiment of everybody's. Oh, really? Like, but I don't know if you've ever looked at it, but like it actually gives you like a like a vibe graph, and you can see how many people are feeling blue on every day, and how many people are feeling <laughs> red, and like you can see trends and stuff. And ah. I don't know. It's pretty cool, honestly. It's pretty cool. But but the thing with Geekbot is sometimes I find myself like I don't know. I kind of sometimes I just go through the motions on it, and I just the how do you feel? I almost just write like good or great or like or, or maybe there are things, but I don't want to just 
you know, start journaling or something in that in that mm-hmm. stand up. Um, but, but yeah, but I read everybody's. It's kind of cool. Sometimes someone will be like, rough night. I didn't sleep well. It's, mm. it's bad weather here. Because, you know, we're all in different places now around the UK. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of good to get like a little insight into how everyone's doing. Yeah. We've got, so, um, so, every, so everybody uses it religiously, yeah? At Vera. Yeah, yeah. yeah That's pretty awesome. Much. Pretty much. Shout we've out to Geekbot. Oh, yeah. Big, big up. Uh, we've got another <laughs> one that we use. This is another good app. Uh, yeah. One called Donut. And Donut. it's like, it's like a coffee time about? thing, and it like basically like matches you with someone in the company to have a to have like a uh, meeting with like a just like a chat. Because we did like a, we used to do like a coffee time thing mm. where like everyone would just like you know like shout out and like jump on their call, and it's like we just got really bad at remembering to do them. Uh, so then we started this thing, and it's quite good like just for having like a like a one to one chat with because you know like not everyone is like extroverted. So like if you have like a like a coffee time and there's like five people in the call. It's like, you know, only ever one person is talking at once. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like a one-to-one is nice. So it just like matches you with someone random in the company, like every two weeks and you just like schedule like a time to have a chat, just have a coffee, like hang out, have a chat, find out about them. It's pretty cool. That's, oh, that's nice. So, so it like automates the habit. So like you don't, yeah. Have to yeah. So it's like, you don't like have that. to think about it and it like, they have a Google calendar and integration. So you can be like, Oh, Here's this person that you've been matched with. Like, here's some times that you're both free in your calendars. Oh, that's awesome. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, they've, they've like, they're, it's a very, very good tool. Um, it's a very good tool and like great for this, like, especially if you've like got like, you know, the business side or like people that don't normally interact. Yeah. It's like, it's really good for that. And like, you can like get to know people a little bit. Cool, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really, really cool. You're only, you're only really like talking to like, people you work with every day like often it's not like you're like if you've ever worked in an office like sometimes you just like meet people in the kitchen have a chat be like oh i, had, I don't know who you are like what do you do <laughs> have a little bit of a chat yeah. um but like that, that kind of stuff was quite nice but like this is the kind of way to get that like experience i guess back will you try something I, out you, go on oh i was just gonna say i think i think we should i think we should experiment with that because i i think that one-to-one stuff we don't do enough like across departments Mm. um because 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 ev- every day we we do like we do like tech like a tech stand down for example a department stand down and then we'll do like a whole company one where it's just, like the last half hour of the day we spend 15 minutes just going through what everybody did and then 15 minutes just mm. like hanging out at the end of the day just just vibing mm-hmm. it's, it's not really about work it's about tv or cooking or like yeah yeah so, and everybody's always there but like he said it's kind of like one person is usually speaking right and it, yeah it, and and i don't know not everybody is always like piling in and getting to know each other too well like you, you need like a deeper level i think yeah it's quite good it's quite good just to like uh you know you find out about people a little bit more you know you get to know them which is nice we try do you know what this there's, there's something else we tried out which was like um i hate it but it's like some oh, virtual okay. office thing it's like this virtual office thing where you have like an avatar in uh it's like in a web page and like when people oh my came god near to you, what when you did that it's like the, <laughs> yeah we just tr- just to try it out i mean we're like you've got to be open to trying stuff out you know oh mate that sounds so cool it's it's basically like so, it was like the sims but like uh <laughs> but like you're a little avatar and you could like walk yourself oh, around this like virtual office and would you and would you like have meetings inside it like that yeah you, yeah yeah you would go oh, to like mate. a room i'm so like i'm point. so i'm all over that That's it's awesome. just like <laughs> the thing is it's like it replicates like the office completely, but like you don't need on like I'm not in an office anymore. You know I don't yeah. need that. It's like 
the problem with with it was I, I was just like it's just zoom with extra steps you know like i've got to, <laughs> right, okay. i've got to like pilot my character to like someplace and like <laughs> if i want to talk to someone i have to like walk over to wherever they are and then it's like oh or so was it like, like so was it like an actual like 3d office like that it's like a Inside. it was like a top-down view like oh okay right just like of like oh man it's crazy it's crazy but it, <laughs> like, i imagine it'd be really good for people who are just like you know their company has been like forced remote and like they don't really know what they're doing you know they don't like they don't yeah, know how like, to interact like skeuomorphism right in the early days of yeah a hundred a hundred percent like skeuomorphism for remote you know yeah definitely like, yeah man I think, how... I think people need people sometimes need their hands held right they need help yeah get, getting sure. used to it but it's just like i don't need i can i don't need to go off your desk i can just literally like slack you you got two yeah. seconds and see on zoom and that's it done you know mm. well well uh, dude, you see where my where my millennial brain was going right there when you're talking about that was like i remember when i was when i was playing like left for dead with my friends <laughs> when i was a teenager yeah. and we would we would almost be like hanging out inside left for dead and it would be like yeah. a social place where we would be playing but we'd also be on chat like talking to each other for hours like hanging out mm. and then i was just like oh okay this is like this is like VR chat, like kind of like a way to bring it into offices where we're all we're all like three D and we're in like a game. Oh together. no, it was it was just like literally like a website with like a two D representation. Oh, okay. I can't remember what the thing it's called. <laughs> anyway, it didn't work. Like I I was like I didn't like it. Um, oh, okay. But, well, well, but, but what do you think about that though? Like telepresence, like like you know we've all seen those videos of like Facebook with everyone oh, wearing man, VR goggles and stuff, oh, and they're all playing, they're playing ping pong with each other. You wouldn't have it's a meeting weird, inside that. I think it'd be cool, but it's like. To what end? Do you know what I mean? Does it make it better? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe not. Like, it's. I mean, it's probably. Yeah, it might be like a little bit entertaining, but video calls yeah. are pretty good, right? They work well. Yeah, I mean, like for us, it's always just like we have a webcam and like you have a video on. Like, I think that's enough. Like, if you can see someone and like uh, mm. like talk to them, that's that's quite a lot. I mean, it, I mean, I'd love to try it out. It sounds. It sounds like it could be wild, you know. Mm. just like get yourself a mocap suit and you know you're in there <laughs> yeah well yeah, yeah i think that i think that would just be too active for me to be honest like just having to like actually move like that's not what i want to be doing i want to be like <laughs> up on the desk, right? <laughs> oh god <laughs> but maybe like in the middle where like we have we've all got like a game controller or something and we're just like 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 you said piloting your character around you know i'll tell you one thing that is quite bad about remote though it's like not leaving your house is mm. bad. Yeah. Because, like, uh, I worked for a company a bit where I used to go into the office, like, when I was an end, but I was, like, I was walking, like, every day, you know, a good, like, you know, like, 40 minutes. And, like, I don't know if you've been to Edinburgh, but, like, some of those hills are pretty steep, you know? So, like, <laughs> I was, like, it was good. You know, I'm getting a good workout every morning or whatever. And then, like, um, now I'm just, like, there was, a, <laughs> there was a week where I was literally, like, I suddenly realized I'm not being out of the house in a week. Because it was like winter, <laughs> nice. the weather was awful. I was just like, I haven't been anywhere, and yeah. like we're locked down. So it's not like we're going anywhere on a weekend, really. Because mm. even though I live in the middle of nowhere, it's like <laughs> there's all the things that you would normally do here, like you know, visit some like stately home or something, you know. They're yeah, just, they're closed, so it's like, and you can't go into the other parks because they're you know like the playgrounds are closed and stuff. So it's a bit like I was just like, I haven't left the house in a week. What's going on? Yeah, it's insane. So, so, do you think that's more like a, a symptom of remote, or is it a symptom of like lockdown? I think, I think it can be a thing of remote, just like not doing anywhere. Yeah. I know, I know, like some people, like well, I used to do it when I first started doing remote. Was I had like a shared, used to go into the shared workspace. I just like mm. go to co-working somewhere, 
because it just uh, like because it does get you out of the house put it that way and sometimes it's good to get out of the house and just yeah. <laughs> see the world a little bit yeah, but I definitely cause, think cause... that's something people that are like not used to working remote need to like be aware of so you can just like get trapped in yeah, but maybe even for people who are used to it. Like, I'm thinking for myself, like, now, I mean, dude, I don't go out much, honestly. Like, I yeah. spend a lot of time here, and I'm I'm not living in a big place, really. And mm. I, I, I set up some gym equipment, so I've just been, like, working out a lot, and that kind of oh, helps me, help me stay, like, a little bit fit. But I, but I was thinking back to Shanghai when I was there, and I was remote, but I spent a lot of time outside my flat there, mm. right? Like, I would be cycling, I'd be going to, like, the cafe, I'd be working in a different place, Um and so, so I think, I think, yeah, like you can, I guess you're right. You can be remote and not go out a lot, but, but you can also achieve it. If you have everything set up, right. You can still be quite active and go around a lot. Yeah. I think it's, the freedom I, I think comes it's with it. for sure. For sure. I think it's just that thing of like, again, like you have to be proactive and like realize that like, you know, you're not going to get your daily, I'm dragged out of the house by going to work. Like you actually do it yourself. I'm like trying, yeah. I'm trying desperately to like on a lunchtime to make sure I walk around the garden or just like, Walk, in, walk around the village or something like that you know yeah. just to get out but it's easily done like you just be like oh I'll just have a cup of tea for like 30 minutes have my lunch play mm. my baby and then just go back to work yeah so yeah I feel bad for people that have like I'm lucky enough here that I've got like a, my own like work area like I used to work in like the sitting room before my old in my flat yeah um but like now I've got like a proper office. It's not been too bad, but it's, cause it's like you have somewhere to go and that's where you do work and then you leave it, you know, when you finish for the day. Mm. I don't know. I don't know what you're like. You're like, I, it's, it's nice to have that, you know, cause you, you feel like. You've I, dude, it is so, it is so nice. I, I, I do. I mean, I, I don't, I've got something that's kind of in the middle, which is I've got like a spare room and mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, it's a bedroom, but like it can also be an office, right? And I, and, and I, I know yeah. that even for a lot of people who live in like flat shares or just live in like smaller homes, like that even that they don't have. And it is really hard not to have that, that kind of dedicated space. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's quite unequal at the end of the day because it really just depends on the situation you've got. I mean, for me, dude, my, my dream would be like if I could do this all over again and I had like the foresight of knowing how this was going to go down, I would like get I would like get a place in the countryside, I think. And I would build like an office. You'd have one of those garden offices, <laughs> bro. I would do right. it. I'd do it myself. I'd like build it. I'd I'd be well up for it. I know it would take it would probably take months to do, but I would. I'd like do. I'd like convert a shed or something and like. Oh my god! You know, in, like insulator and wire electrics. I think it would be great. And I, I just, I, I love that idea. Like you said, of like oh. the the commute is like the, the feel. Oh my god! You don't you um, don't know how much time I spend on fucking YouTube just like watching. Oh videos well, mate, yeah, you're making sheds. sheds. Well, mate, I'll tell oh you. Oh my mate, god, if you, mate! It's if you want to see the it's best, it's like the dream, isn't it? <laughs> I think it mate for people like us because cause, yeah because we like to be handy we like to engineer our own solutions like yeah. it's, it's, it's the perfect thing and mate if you want to see a good one there's a guy on YouTube called Frank Stevenson who's a he's a car designer he designed loads of really cool cars like all, like all, all the ones like Fiat 500 Mini Cooper and then a bunch of McLarens and stuff and dude this guy he's got like he's he's done it he's built his own office in his garden and at the beginning of every video, he like makes a coffee and walks down to his office and just sits, <laughs> oh sits, sits outside it with his dog. And, and it's oh just, you, and you can tell, mate, he's just flexing. He's just flexing like his amazing garden office. And like, I love watching it. It's like my dream. I think it would be amazing, dude. Just every morning, just step out. Oh up, my God. Down the garden. It's, if, you think about it, if you think about it though, it's so impractical. It's like, 
you've got to go to another place like down your garden and it's like you've got to heat it you know you like if you want to go to the toilet you've got to walk all the way back in like that's going to suck the <laughs> rating, you know what i mean it's not that practical yeah well i guess it depends on how epic you can make it right like you yeah, could I mean, you could go the whole hog and plumb in like a like a toilet and a shower oh god like. yeah i guess you could yes you could yeah. i'm not thinking big enough that's my problem not like thinking the beast yeah at what point does it come like uh its own like <laughs> its own like small house you know i don't know man uh, yeah probably this, there's a point where you're going to be planning and stuff right i don't know oh yeah i mean certainly yeah. certainly oh god <laughs> that's so funny dude we've both been thinking about that mate you should oh. mate you should 100 percent do it you, mate you could you could put it off mate, it costs a lot <laughs> believe well, me well you could build it very slowly i guess <laughs> like a passion yeah. project right oh my cheap. god yeah i mean the material materials are not cheap i don't think and then mm. you've got to get like if you're getting like it wired in or whatever you know it's not mm. it, yeah. you gotta think about the practicality do you know what i mean like, yeah man you know, but, but dude, it's boring as it is I like like i i i kind of went into details on it a bit like lay, like laying the foundations like concrete base get it like even getting the base flat like to do that yourself is quite hard to, to oh create like, a flat concrete base i mean it, it is uh, a pretty big project <laughs> i tell you what i tell you what is bad we've got i feel like we've gone completely off topic now but like what is like bad out here is just like the internet is like can be pretty bad that's the main oh problem. no dude that's a really good point man that's a, that's another thing which is very very unequal i think between people and it's gonna it's gonna affect your remote experience a lot right yeah i mean to be honest PlusNet are doing me over at the moment they're they're not very good really yeah it's really bad like the I, I don't know if it's like because you know the they like over oversubscribe the lines and stuff and now everyone's at home you know working yeah right like is sure. it co- and like i had a ticket open i think i opened it like two weeks ago like technical support like why am i getting so many disconnections and it's just like nothing <laughs> like I, either my line gets reset or like um the, the speed just like slows down so i mean like, i've got i've got like two internet connections now i've got like a, a 4g one up in the loft yeah i've got like i've got like double internet well, like, what is that, like, like, a, like a redundancy? <laughs> That's so funny. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, it kind of sucks. Dude, I, I'm on 4G, actually. I've got a 4G router, so all of my internet goes through that. And, mate, I actually yeah. get, like, 70 meg through 4G. Wow. Like, I mental. think, I, to be honest, it's, fast, it's, faster than too, it's super variable here. Like, mm. uh, I can get, like, 7 meg on, like, the 4G, which is pretty good. Like, yeah. when my broadband is working properly, I get, like, 70 meg. Mm-hmm. like yeah man uh, and it's like great but like it's not always it's not always working have you seen the like uh, starlink internet that's like it's it's expensive though you know is isn't that made for like your kind of situation yeah like, it's being, kind being of rural it's kind of there's too many trees here i think though i have to like look at it but it's mm-hmm. like you know it's i think it's something like 80 pounds a month you know yeah and the gear is like 500 quid so it's like it's not cheap but um, if it was stable, you know, that's something else. Yeah, dude. If you wanna, if you wanna see like some countryside goals, you should check out what Dead Mouse set up in his back garden for internet. <laughs> oh yeah. Do, oh, do, yeah. Do, you, do you know where? Do you know where he lives? Where? He he lives in like he lives on like a mansion in the middle of like the Canadian countryside. Like it's in, <laughs> absolutely in the middle of nowhere, like completely remote, and. Um, it's it's like humongous this place, and he and he installed his own like personal like cell tower or something like that, and it, it costs like hun- it costs hundreds of thousands of dollars, and he's got he's got like his own tower just for internet, so he can get like gigabit internet in the middle of nowhere, 
Super, super oh cool. Oh my god. <laughs> so crazy. It's a bit overkill. Yeah. Yeah, I think you can this, get like there's, there's kindred spirits all over the world. Yeah, I think you can this. get like I think you can get like fiber put in, but it's pretty expensive. It's crazy. Well, really. Yeah, bro, you'd have to like run it from like an, like the nearest like node, right? Like you'd yeah, have to pay. You have to pay for all of that. Well, I think well, where's, the, the, where's the they cabinet? have like the cabinet's like in the village here, so it's like oh, damn. probably yeah, so it's quite, quite far away. It's probably like 400 meters or something away from here. It's not mm. that far, but it's like you know who knows what they're gonna do. I, I think I think wireless is probably the solution to be honest. Like in general to internet, I feel like they're they're actually gonna they're actually running less less fiber than they were before just because four G and five G are like getting yeah, so good. I mean, I mean, if you had good like even to be honest, like when my internet's not working and I'm just get on four G, like you can work on it. Like you can work on four G, no problem. Yeah, it's just like got no capacity to do anything else apart from one thing at once. But like you know, yeah. you can have a conversation with people. You can like. You know, download things slowly but like you'll get them um yeah but yeah i don't know i don't know one one problem with living room in the middle of nowhere this has turned into a complete ramble and you're gonna have to there's a lot of, there's a lot <laughs> if you ever turn this into a podcast there's a lot of fucking work to do mate we've right. got some we've got some absolute gold i'm not gonna lie because you think we got some dude, gold here you can make have to slice this up like a so, so yeah dude no dude i had so much fun like well we, we can like we can probably like wrap it i think like but, but dude, like I, I, I think you were like such a natural at it. Like I'll really? say, that went so smooth, honestly. And, and honestly, mate, like, I the feel topics. Like I'm babbling. I'm just like babbling. No, dude, the topic, the topics were epic, man. I like I, I, I love like learning about like your situation and like it was really interesting. Like I was quizzing you at the end of all that rural stuff just because I'm so genuinely interested in it, man. Oh man. For real. Oh, like man. in a few years, I'll probably be doing that. To be honest, like following you think? Footsteps. Do you think you will go? You think? Yeah, you dude, big time. Where yeah, would you I, live? I, where would you live then if you were going to do it? Mate, I think it would be Sheffield. I feel like it yeah, would be chefs. Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. Just I don't know. It just feels. Would you live in the peak, like, the Peak District? Yeah, I would, dude. I would want like a place with like a pretty nice view. I think. Mate, it's, um, it costs beans to live there. <laughs> Not does it? Lie. Oh fuck. Oh. <laughs> yeah, my uh, you know my sister lives in Sheffield. Yeah. No, I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know. So they're buying they're buying a house at the moment. So I hear all about it. Oh man, that's cool. Well, As, so, so uh, where are they? Like, I know Sheffield pretty well. Do you know where they're? So they're like, in they like uh, they're in like Norton Lees at the moment. Uh, cool. And I think they're going. It's like the west side, some the west mm. side, I think. But I can't remember what the, where exactly they're looking. Yeah, but, that's uh, cool, man. So, but they, but they but they they want to be like pretty like out on the edges. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Like both their jobs like went remote with like the pandemic. Yeah, so it's like you know, don't have to go, don't have to go into Sheffield anymore. Yeah. Um. So. Dude, yeah, they make it good. They could go way out. Yeah, but I mean, they're not. They're not keen. They're not keen to do that. Go too crazy. <laughs> yeah, but I think if you live in like the peaks, it's like some areas. Like basically, if it's in community distance of like Manchester and Sheffield, like it's going to cost like money. But then, like if you go further south, where like it's like kind of out of range, you know, like yeah, south of Buxton. Like mm. you're like I think it's a bit more reasonable because there's yeah, like cool. there's not as much stuff going on there. Yeah, cause, yeah. To be fair, because like places like yeah, because in the peaks, like if you if you want to be on like the doorstep of Sheffield, like it is going to be expensive because people could actually be commuting from there, right? Like yeah, to, like, the yeah. train station and going in. Yeah, because I mean I looked at it at one point. It was as really? A place to go? Yeah. Yeah. Because like I was like my family's there and stuff. So yeah, man. I, yeah, you're a Yorkshire. I guy, thought right? I thought about it. Yeah. But then, like, I moved to Scotland, and Scotland's really good. So, like, yeah, mate, it's so good. It's so good here. 
is it? Like, uh, yeah, I love it. I love it here. Honestly. So, so, so you live in the borders. Is that like being in like a national park or something? Like, no, is, is no. It, I mean, like, it's what's it like? It's like, have you been to Northumberland? Like, when yeah, you're, yeah. You're, I, I love. I mean, it's, it's like yeah, it's like that basically, but like further north. So, like, I mean, that what, sounds pre- that sounds pretty great to be honest. Yeah, that, I mean, that is. It is. Yeah, it's like um, you, Northumberland National Park is really good. Yeah. Like, you can see it from you can see it from the house. Well, oh, oh, oh. So, so you're like so. So you could like drive to Newcastle. Like. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like a. It'd be like oh. probably like an hour and a half to me from here. Oh, oh man. Oh, that's not. That's not. I thought you were more remote for some reason. Oh no, <laughs> it's not like, I'm not like in the house. Oh, nowhere. that's cool. Oh, dude, I that's mean, cool. It, yeah, like then it's a no-brainer. Like if it's only an hour and a half to Newcastle. Yeah, Edinburgh, it's like right, an hour. But... It's like about an hour to Edinburgh in the car, probably. And then it's like if you want to drive to like Berwick, it's like about forty minutes. <laughs> Berwick, yeah, I remember Berwick, yeah. Where's yeah. where's um where's Bamborough? Where's Bamborough Castle? Is that Berwick? It's like it's like south from there. Oh, dude, I miss God. I miss the war. It's, I mean, like Northumberland's Northumberland's pretty nice. There's nothing there. Mate, man. I, I could probably I could probably do Northumberland, man. I could probably live there, honestly. Like, yeah. I really I really miss borders, mate. Borders all the borders. <laughs> borders like dude. honestly, like um, <laughs> have you been to like the like I've been to like uh, up into Scotland before. Yeah, yeah, I've been a few times. Yeah, I've been to Edinburgh, dude. I, you know, I did. I mean, like, like I, I mean, like, like north, north of Edinburgh. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, like um, north. Edinburgh is like people are, like from down south are like, I've been to Scotland. Yeah, I went to, <laughs> I to Edinburgh. Edinburgh. I took the train to Edinburgh. Have you, have you looked at a fucking map? Jesus, there's a lot more to it than that. Um, so I've so I've been I've been to Loch Lomond. I've like hung out in yeah. that area, Loch Lomond, Loch which, which is really. so beautiful, man. Like, oh, it's like insane. It's just epic. But then I've never been further north. I really wanted to do a trip to Loch Ness. I wanted I wanted to do a road oh, yeah. trip up there, but um, I mean, I didn't realize how far up it is. It is a really it's long way. So and then, far, and then like yeah, the Cairngorms is like insane. Like honestly, it's like really? it's like being like it's being like in it feels like Alpine if you know what I mean. Is it just yeah? Oh, yeah. dude, well, it's, like, it's crazy. Yeah, well, I've never been up there. I really like. I would really want to go because that's because like, that's near that's near Aberdeen as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's over that way. Yeah. Yeah, but it's quite good. Loch Lomond, like open the round Oban's really nice. And then you got like all the islands and stuff. Yeah, like, so good. So yeah, good. the all the like the whiskey isles, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Isla. Yeah, dude, uh, you know what's you know what's really funny? So like, so there's these um there's these brothers who used to live in Shanghai, and they left mm-hmm. like the same year as I did. Mm-hmm. Um, these two like Scottish brothers, and they're like they're like they they make like videos and stuff, and um. I can't remember their I can't remember their last name, but like basically they they made they made like a really successful YouTube channel about like foreigners living in China, uh-huh. and and then they started like shooting ads for like Range Rover and like all this stuff in China. They would like start shooting adverts for like the Chinese market, and then eventually they moved back and they both moved back to the Isle of Aran. Man, the Isle of Aran! I went on holiday there. Like it's so good. Yeah, it's that, a bit weird. It's so like, like it's so small though. It's so yeah. small. <laughs> you know, there's like one road around the outside and then one across the middle. That's it. Mm. That that's literally it. You were like, yeah. went there. You won't want to go there for two weeks. Put it that way. Like really? for a week. You were for well, a week. Mate, but, mate, they're like living there, and they go like they go like fishing and stuff. Like they've got like a proper like uh, country oh, yeah. lifestyle. It's definitely it's definitely nice. So, yeah, like, and the like all of their fam- their parents are there, and like their whole family's there. And- stuff like that i tell you what if you want to go somewhere aaron it's a great it's a great shout it's it? like they call it uh scotland in miniature you know you heard this really 
No, no, yeah, no I, admit, I don't know anything about the alts. Because it's, it's got like cool. uh, it's got like a really like mountainous part. It's like kind of like the highlands, and then there's like a the southern part of the islands, more like the lowlands and stuff like that. So it's like yeah. it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool island, and you can just like it's quite cool because you just like drive around it in a day. And there's like yeah. around the outside, and then like you go through the middle, and it's like wow, okay, I've seen everything now. <laughs> and there's like so cool. to be fair, there is a uh, there's like Broderick Castle, which is like super nice. And you know, going on the ferry there is a bit of a novelty as well, which is quite cool. Hmm. There's some of the you can like one time I was just, like I'd love to go from like Aaron because there's like another La Carenza. Uh, there's, there's like another like ferry from there, and you can go into like Mulligan Tower and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So exciting, exciting adventure for one day. Uh, I'm like I'm I've like committed to trying to like go around Scotland. That was my yeah. that, you know like well, my other other dream is like you know like have a just like have a shack somewhere you can go you know complete what, yeah, like a cabin I, yeah a cabin that's it it's like a cabin somewhere in the woods that's my mate that's like yeah. a pipe dream that dude that would be oh, bro I, I watched dude I watched a cool video on YouTube of uh, a Swedish guy when he turned 18 he went out he went out into the woods and built a log cabin by himself you just can't do that in this country it's, though it, it's like a Swedish UK. tradition yeah yeah I was thinking like you can't do that because of the land rights and stuff like yeah. in Sweden you can just do that it's like it's like their birthright or something to do that it's in like the forest insane um, they have like quite a lot of forest there though right yeah yeah and yeah not a lot of people but I mean imagine doing that here it would be pretty fun right yeah you have, to, you have you have you have you ever been to the Shetland Isles no like, I haven't oh, or like the Faroe they're like Islands super, they're like super far I like uh, I worry the girl and just, like she'd be she'd been up there like when she yeah. lived um, in Edinburgh said it was wild mm. they went like she went with the boyfriend in, like <laughs> she went with the boyfriend but they went in like uh, is that like September or November or something apparently like yeah. there was just like nothing going on like oh really people <laughs> on that this is like it was crazy like they went to like because uh, like Shetland's called like the mainland yeah and then like uh, you have like the little islands off I think they went to like the one in East, I can't. I don't know which one they went to now. But went to like one of the little ones, mate. And like, um, she just like they got there, and like there was, n- there's like, I think like <laughs> a, a tiny shop that basically sells like nothing. And they were like in this little cottage, and like everyone on the island, there's like only a few people live. They knew who they were. They're like, oh, you're like a couple that have come, like, saying the thing. <laughs> like, like hot fuzz. Like everyone. The, everyone it was literally like that. Well. Apparently. Literally like that. They like just knew. They were like, "Oh yeah, you're this, you're this person that's come over." They knew who they were. Like they knew their names. Oh my know? god, that's so cool. Because it's just like nothing. So like cool. mate, nothing's going on there. You know, like this. If you yeah, live in, if you live community. in a place, it's basically like smaller than most villages. You know, like yeah, no one's there. And it's like someone turns up, you'd be like, "Oh, chance to talk to someone different." Yeah. Like, they apparently just like had. Um, they just had like a some weekend where they just like had. Uh, cheese toasties and drank wine for like a week <laughs> thing. just like looked, looked walked around the island that's what they did for a week sounds you know, it's that, yeah it sounds kind of fun not gonna lie I wonder if there's any like remote workers out there oh man maybe oh the craziest <laughs> the craziest thing was like the flight out there they apparently like they just go on like um, I can't remember what the company's called now but it's just like a little like tiny little like you know Indiana Jones plane yeah got, like one of those yeah and like it's just like the guys that sat in the front he just like swivels is it's just like the pilot he's like swivels around he's like all right so you know we're going here he's like you know i'm supposed to tell you to turn your phones off but you know i don't bother so anyway do what you want <laughs> they're like <laughs> they're getting there's like some random guy just like throws his bag on like the back seats you know and he's just like straps in 
There's just like three of them, three passengers. And oh, then... that sounds, that sounds epic. <laughs> this just sounds like it sounds like the best adventure ever. But like, if I it sounds like there, fucking... like they'd all be like hating it. Yeah, they. <laughs> but they I'd apparently, be like, there. they apparently like got there and they were like, it was dark because it's like so. It was like so far north and like they'd set off in like the evening. <laughs> they were like, yeah, we've got to like walk to the house and like they had their like phone batteries as like torch because obviously like if you're used to living in a city, it's like oh well, there's lights everywhere. There's no yeah. streetlights. There were no like, streetlights on this out this island. So they had to like walk to this house. It's like a ten minute walk away, but they had like they had to use their phones as like torches. Epic. So so funny. <laughs> Just like completely unprepared for like the reality <laughs> of it. I thought it was a great story. So good. Yeah, man. That's man, really cool. I want to go. I want to go adventuring now. Yeah. I was saying to like with like remote working. Like, have you ever done this? Like, gone on. Just like gone on a working holiday. Have you ever thought about doing that? Um. Oh, mate, actually, yeah, something I wanted to ask you about, which was like, uh, just, just, yeah, how, how you think that can play out. And I suppose it's related to kind of like the time zones thing that we talked about before. I feel like, I, I, like I, I have done it. Um, I mean, do you remember when we did our road trip to like, yeah, I know what you mean. a bunch of places. Um, I, I sometimes so, so feel for, like. For the listeners, Netherlands, oh. Denmark, Lat- Latvia, Estonia, like we, we did like a trip together and, and I did like a little bit of work along the way on that just to just to kind of try it out and to be honest i found it quite hard to yeah i don't engage it's like one of those things of like when you're working you might as well be in an office somewhere do you know where you might as well be like at home you know what i mean you're not like experiencing the place you're at you're just working like it sounds like it would be like awesome but i actually it's just like a normal day and like tired like you would be at the end of a normal day so it's like well do i like really want to go out and like explore somewhere like in the evening when I'm knackered, like that take that must like take a lot of energy if you're that kind of person. Maybe it can work, but like I was thinking more like just like a retreat holiday. You know what I mean? It's something we used mm. to do actually. Um, a retreat that is um, with bearer is when you could actually travel places. That every like uh, three months we would try to like meet up somewhere or the team just like rent a house somewhere. Yeah. Um, I actually forgot we've done this because it's been so long because yeah. like all this <laughs> yeah, stuff has happened. Moment. But like in probably when will it have been? Been like 2019, like September 2019 was probably the last time we did it. Went to Portugal. Yeah. We just like had a, a like villa and just like worked on some stuff like all together. It was really good. It's a good. It's a good way to like connect up, you know, get to know people a bit more. Just have a week, you know. And luckily, yeah, like, I, you know, I, French I people are good at really cooking, cool. right? <laughs> yeah yeah right like i was even i was even thinking i was like i would love things like that to happen if 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 like if i was like managing a bigger organization and i had lots of team members and i I would love like for like two of them or three of them to go and like all crash together and like on like an adventure or something like you know i'd I'd love that kind of thing to be really common and like because because i because i think a retreat is really good it's it's definitely something that everybody should do um Mm. but it but it's still quite like an extraordinary event right like you go Mm. there so it's all about bonding strategy, like yeah. There's I think like some aim while you're there. You're like you're all kind of working still. You know what I mean? Mm. Like the the working holiday though, it's kind of like a, it's it's like it's like you're doing normal life, but you've just changed your scenery. Yeah. So I mean, it's kind of I think some I think it appeals to some people. It's like you know when in Rome, does the Romans do? Like you just go and just try on a different lifestyle for a few days. Yeah. Um, <sighs> But, it, but it, yeah, I don't think it's really about resting, right? Like, I don't think you could rest and work at the yeah, same time. Yeah, I mean, that's it, isn't it? That's it. It might be quite... I might try it, you know, just, like, book a week 
a week somewhere and then just go, you know, like do it in an off season or something like that. <clears throat> yeah. Things have calmed like down a bit. Set up in a different place. Yeah. Like, the, yeah. like for the first few days, you'd probably be like, wow, this is stupid. Like I'm, yeah. just, I'm just, I'm just paying money to be here and working. But then, yeah. but then maybe things will happen. Like you might meet new people or you might discover a new thing and then you might start to find value from it. Right. Yeah. Or if, you know, like it might be quite nice if you like go somewhere near the sea and you can just like, on an evening, go to the beach or something, and like walk along the beach because it's not something you can really do here. So I don't know. Maybe we'll try it out sometime. Might yeah. be good for the kids. Like you know, you can be at work, but like you know, they're out having fun or something. Although that would suck actually. Cause you'd just be like, I'm stuck in here, and you guys are all having fun. <laughs> no fair. Yeah, yeah, mate. Center Parks is like that. Center Parks is good for that. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever been sent? Oh, mate. No. You should, mate. Oh, mate. You should go. Yeah. Is it actually good? Go. Yeah, dude. Center Parks is like actually good. Yeah. I don't believe it. It's, it's 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 good if you've got like a family if you've got children the, word, the words like really, organized really fun just like are not something that really computes with me you know <laughs> well so they so they so there's 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 different ways to do it which is like so you could go and you just like you you just rent out like a log cabin kind of with with nice stuff inside it it's got like a nice mm-hmm. kitchen and stuff and then you just hang out there take your own food with you in like a cooler and put it all in the fridge and self-cater mm-hmm. and, and you don't have to spend any money apart from the lodge like uh-huh. The spa, like the swimming pool and water slides and stuff are all free and you can just go for walks and stuff like hiking but then there are like activities like face painting and treasure hunt and stuff like that which are for kids and, and then they've got extreme stuff for like you know like mountain climbing for like older kids and quad bikes and stuff oh man but like so, so so you can kind of choose right like you don't have to schedule like things in every day you can chill out a bit that's why i think for young children it's really good because they're easily entertained yeah that's a good point yeah dude I, I went to the one i went to the one before the pandemic actually i'm so glad i did it i went to the one in woburn which is near near bedford just, right. for like a, just for a week and i went and like i got like a three-bed place and like my parents came up for a couple of days halfway through and just crashed in the room with us like it was just really it was just really awesome like it was so chilled out and uh it's just a nice like peaceful break right yeah but but i i but i had a really bad bike crash on that holiday <laughs> uh, dude and now i've got like i've got like a really bad scar on my knee what the fuck what did mate, you do i had to mate i had to do like first aid on myself in the middle of the night it was like i i i crashed my bike i, I went for like a night ride where i was using like a head, I was using like a head torch to like, you're an idiot to ride. <laughs> yeah because yeah, i was like oh this is so thrilling like this is it's what i wanted i wanted i wanted the danger and then, yeah, and you, then you got the result dude, yeah and it was like mountain biking right i had like a what really did you nice cra- where did you go like what did you crash into i was just i was just going on like trails i was just on trails like oh in santa box <laughs> just piled I, it mate i had the worst crash of my life honestly like I, I thought maybe i'd like shattered my knee or something like it was the worst <laughs> what did and, you and, do but, but here's but here's the weird thing dude the adrenaline kicked in and i just i walked it off <laughs> and, and then i and then i rode i rode back i rode back to the to the lodge i cycled i cycled back and then i and then i got in and i, I went straight into the shower and i was just like okay i need to hide this because i'm caroline's gonna be like you're such an idiot and then mate like it was it was horrible like i felt like i could like see the bone like it was that bad like it was horrible and and uh yeah so i just had to like bandage it and i was like change i was like changing the dressing and like i think i did pretty well to be honest the skirt the scars like for the, for the size of the injury, that's oh. quite a small scar. Did she call yeah, you an idiot anyway? Oh mate, yeah, yeah, she was fuming. Yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, what? it was it was bad because then I was kind of like limping for the last like two days. 
Oh my break. god! At least she didn't do it at the start, you know. Yeah, yeah. At least it wasn't day one. Right. Oh my god, that's so bad. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. All right, and mate. Anyway, look, man. It's it's like t- new time. Oh my god. This has been this has been amazing, dude. I had so much fun. Um. Yeah, it's gonna. Be, if if you actually want to do it, there's gonna be a lot to edit. There's a, there's a there's yeah a lot to cut out there. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I think it was great. Like oh I think there was some pretty cool stuff. Um. Yeah, so, so, dude, what I'll do is I'll, 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 I'll like, maybe tomorrow or like on the weekend, I'll just play it through and figure out all the interesting bits, and then we can have, like, some Joe Rogan clips. Shop it up. Yeah, slice Shop it up, it up and make some content, mate. Like, I, mate, I, I, think, I think, like, there was some really good wisdom in some of those questions. So, thank oh, you. That's good. Appreciate no, you no, taking no, the time. Thank you. It's, uh, it's, it's been uh, an interesting experience. Yeah. yeah What's cool. gonna, what well, are you going to call your podcast? If it's embrace podcast. the Adventure. Embrace the Adventure. Embrace, embrace the adventure. Embrace the adventure. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Thrilling. Yeah. This could be the start of something big, mate. Let's see. Oh, my God. Who's going to be on it next week? I know loads of people that work oh, there, right? Geez. You know? Well, mate, if you'd like to introduce me to some people, I'd really love to like get different perspectives about it, right? Work. Just people who are like, yeah, just passionate like us. Yeah. Should, uh, I should introduce you to Fernando, who I used to, uh, used to work with. He's really yeah. good. He's from Uruguay. Originally, whoa, is lives it? In, lives in uh, lives in Scotland now, uh, in Edinburgh. Wow, that's cool. And that's cool. Uh, works remote for you know Elasticsearch. Works for them. Yeah. Oh, is that, that's, cool, like, that's cool. Well, yeah, they're in, like they're, yeah, like international, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he'll have some probably quite interesting insights if you wanna wanna do some stuff. Yeah, cool. Well, mate, yeah, I don't let's, know. Let's, let's see. Let's see what this is like. Let's see where it takes us. I mean, if you want, if you're interested in just like talking to people that are remote, then for sure. What's like one last question? What's going on with your like coaching thing? Like, I, you're like second person I've talked to who'd be like, I've got a coach. I'm just like, like what's all this about? Oh, well, it's 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 a thing that it's a thing that JM put me on. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so so essentially, it's it's really interesting this coaching stuff. Like, I I, I was really like I, I wasn't really interested in doing it because I was mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, this I I like I'm you know man you know me I'm not really like t- typical kind of business guy mm. and um and i was worried that this coaching thing was kind of like a it's like something that you would have on like billions or something and, and everyone's mm. like wearing suits and stuff and, and so i i didn't i didn't really know what to expect but jm said he was like he was like basically what i do with my coach is that i just every couple of weeks i just check in with them and i talk about all the things which are on my mind maybe the things that i haven't thought through properly because i keep putting them off due to other distractions mm. and then that's just like a space where like I talk to the coach and they're almost like my, my journal and they are, they ask questions back at me and I can tell it, I can say anything to them. And then they just, they just poke me on the bits where like, maybe I need to think about, think through them properly. And he mm-hmm. said it's, it did a lot for his management skills. Interesting. Cause, cause, it, cause it allowed him to like notice his own blind spots and analyze them and work through them and stuff. You know, so he I'm was like, like I'm, I'm doing like more managing team stuff now. So yeah. like I'm running a team. Yeah. Well, well, you should, mate. You should ask like the the founders at Bearer if they do coaching. Like, well, I know, I know someone. Uh, there's someone I work with who has like a coach. It's yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know about it. And I know Sarik uh, says like getting up, having someone like to mentor you is like quite good. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, look, you, you know how it goes with a coach that I've got. It's the same one that James got. She she's really awesome. And sometimes we do we do talk about management things, and she's really knowledgeable. But then a lot of the time it's kind of like about me like we talk about myself and the things that like make me happy and sad and 
like like I don't know, it all kind of stems from that because if you really understand yourself, then you know how to be oh, like yeah, a good, good good leader to the other people. Mm-hmm. So so it, so it's quite cool because it's, it's it's almost a bit like therapeutic as well. Like it's, it's helped me accelerate understanding of myself, which I probably would have figured it out in a few years time, but it's allowed mm-hmm. me to just do it in a few months. So oh, interesting. I think it's I think it's quite valuable. Cool. Yeah, I'd give it a try, dude. I'd give it a try. Do you pay? Presumably, you pay them, right? Yeah, yeah, we pay. Yeah, it's like like a, like a hundred pounds a session. No, it's not too bad. It's not like insane. Yeah, I think I think for what it unlocks, I feel like it's it's really good value for money. Hmm. Cool. I'll think about it. Yeah, man. Ask ask me any time about that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I will do. All right. All right, dude. Chat. Cool. Cool. What a blast. I had so much fun and I loved where the conversations took us. Remote work is a big passion for both of us and it enables one of the core values I care about, which is about living where you want without external pressure. I can't wait to see what diverse, flexible work the future is going to bring us. So thank you so much, Phil, for being the inaugural guest. To everybody listening, thanks for being part of history. This is the first of hopefully many Embrace the Adventure episodes. We'll post future episodes on embracetheadventure.tv, one word, and there'll be information up there too for getting in touch with me, learning more about our guests, and a way to apply to come on the show. See you all next time.